Before we begin, I'd like to proudly mention our sponsor, Injitsu.com, providing remote at-home training from some of the world's top MMA fighters. These classes are not pre-recorded. These trainers come to you live and coach you for the duration of the class. I've personally taken a few of these classes, and I've never felt so inspired and accomplished in a workout session. They'll leave you both on the floor in exhaustion, but wanting more. There are still slots available for online classes, so head over to injitsu.com slash richardlistens to get your first class free. That's I-N-J-I-T-S-U dot com slash richardlistens. I'll see you there. I'm a big fan of MMA sports. It's rough and elegant at the same time. I think my number one fear of stepping into a ring like that would be protecting my teeth. Luckily, the guys over at Impact Dental Designs have created an amazing mouth guard that is state of the art. These mouth guards are currently being used by some of the best MMA fighters, but even better, they can be tailored to any sport. Football, hockey, boxing, soccer, the list is endless. Head over to impactdentaldesigns.com slash richardlistens to get 20% off your order and a free customized design for your mouth guard. Hey, everybody, and thank you for joining me. This is Richard Listens, and this is the Richard Listens Show. I'm Richard Oldberger, clinical psychologist. I'm grateful for all the wonderful contributions and guests we've been having lately. Thank you again to all my subscribers, for all of you who've been signing up for email lists, signing up on our Patreon.com page to support the show, Patreon.com slash Richard Listens, Instagram at Richard Listens. Please tweet at me, Instagram facebook sign up subscribe and listen please take the time send this to two friends that you think might like the show fabulous monday edition of the richard listen show today we'll be going a little bit more into the nitty gritty and high performance aspect of entrepreneurs looking to get into the field of podcasting and as well as pursue their dreams as a professional in the realm of sport uh, my guest today mr kota nakayama He's born in Honolulu, Hawaii. Yeah, he grew up playing soccer and wanting to play collegiate soccer in the mainland of the U.S. of A. He's also wanted to get into business, and he's always had an entrepreneur mindset. He's currently finished playing soccer in college, and he's recovering from a shoulder injury, so we'll get into that recovery process. He's trained to become a professional soccer player, and his personal brand is being built while he unleashes his own podcast podcast called Achieve Greatness. He's on social media under the same handle, and his goal is to help inspire athletes and entrepreneurs to become the best version of themselves. Without further ado, I look forward to welcoming Mr. Kota Nakayama. So, Kota, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you so much, Dr. Richard. Thank you. I see some shoulder mobility going on. How's the uh, injury Yeah, recovery? I just came back from the gym. Can't do a whole lot, but definitely getting my range of motion back. I just got off the sling. Been six weeks since my surgery, so pretty exciting stuff. Hopefully can get back on the theater really soon. Yeah, so I just read everyone your bio, your you know aspirations, and I understand you just launched the Achieve Greatness podcast. Yes, I definitely did. I'm super excited about that. I've always wanted to launch a podcast for the longest 
longest time. Growing up, you know, I always wanted to become like the best version of myself somehow. And I learned through personal development. I wasn't per a big person in reading growing up. So, but I learned that like learning through audio, like I was able to digest the information a lot more better. And through that, during this whole quarantine, you know, I had a lot of downtime. So I ended up digesting a lot of podcasts, learning a lot more. And then I eventually was like, you know, I want to kind of share my story at the same time, help others share their story as well. And, you know, this whole podcast came to be. So I'm really excited to launch this and get them going. Amazing. So audio has been, I think it's a direction of the future. I'm really excited to be in this space. What have you found? Were you listening to audiobooks and podcasts on your way to practice? When did you uncover podcasting and learning in this way? Yeah. So I think for me, just me driving all the time, I had just so much downtime listening to music. And after listening to the same music over and over again, you kind of get bored of it. So then I just, I had this Spotify app and they just released like the podcast section. So I'm like, okay, cool. You know, I'll just dive into podcasting a little bit. And then during that time, I just recently moved out to LA. I just needed to figure out a means of way to make money. So I started doing delivery service. So like Postmating and like Uber Eats, I kind of did that. So just driving around town the whole time, just trying to, you know, just to make money somehow. And I was just digesting a bunch of podcast episodes. And through that, I just fell in love with podcasting and learning from various people about their stories and their life lessons and journeys about how they came to be and to become the best version of their self. It really helped me out. Amazing. So how's the, uh, the launch going? Have you guys had your first couple episodes? Yeah, definitely. I just launched it out. I'm working really hard on the video side production. I've interviewed so far two guests trying to dive in more and interviewing a lot of professional soccer players or people that are trying to get to that level because that's the level I want to be. And at the same time, I can't really train a whole lot. So I was like, might as well use this downtime to try to network with people that are at the level that I want to get at eventually and kind of hear their story and journey about how they got to that level. So I already have two episodes lined up. I'm looking to launch every single week. And then I have two more guests this week that I'm going to interview. So staying pretty busy and active and at the same time, just reaching out to more people and get this show rolling. So I'm super excited about that. Just launched everything on Instagram. I got a lot of great feedback. So I'm really appreciative about everybody's support and all that. Couldn't expect anything best than looking to see how, how this thing can go forward. Yeah. So what's that like for you? I mean, all sports, right? Going through transition right now, soccer players still got a lot of soccer here in the U.S. or some states are okay. It's something very confusing out there. And for you yourself to want to be going through an injury and wanting to be playing at the next level, you know, explain for our listeners what that's like and how you navigate all of this and stay motivated and connected to that passion after now seven months of a lot of false starts and detours and, and constant change. Yeah, definitely. I mean, during this whole coronavirus, there's different ways to look at it. Like at the same time, you know, you could kind of say like, oh my God, why is this happening to me? There's not a lot of opportunities, but at the same time, if you can take the most opportunities that you're given and kind of make the most out of it. I like this really great quote. I really love to read and listen to Napoleon Hill. He has this really great quote saying like, in every adversity lies seed of equal and greater opportunity. So within every adversity or obstacles that's thrown at you, there's always opportunities uh, presented. During this time, right, nobody really much a whole lot of teams that are training out, but I was still going out and training on the field and on the side. And all of a sudden I start meeting these players that, you know, 
are in the same situation as me, wanting to train, wanting to get better. So I started networking, connecting with them. And then I started connecting with them and seeing, you know, like, how can we navigate through this? You know, I always talk to them about like what their injury process is like and how they overcame it. At the same time, like there's a lot of things that you can still do, if that kind of makes sense and move forward from that. Just make the most of what you have so far and definitely keep pushing forward. Yeah. So how do you do that? Right. How do you do that? How do you find those athletes you want to connect to? normally you'd have the experience right of games right just the opportunity of playing with people you get to go up against mm-hmm. opponents from all over the place you get to see who's more talented you get to see their work ethic you get to you know notice how you're reacting to them how do you create this new landscape for staying connected or one biggest thing that i've done is like i just always showed up in the morning like at the field and then if you see dedicated like I would always do morning practices and like if there's really dedicated players, they would show up to morning practices, right? Like I remember I heard an interview where Kobe Bryant, he was saying how he like he trained like early in the morning from 4 a.m. And the reason why he did that was so he can rest and then get another session. In. And by the end of the end of the day, maybe those players, the average players probably will get like two sessions a day. Kobe Bryant would be getting like four to five sessions a day because of that waking up process, working hard and training throughout the day. So me work waking up really early and training in the morning. I always I was in that environment already of other players that wanted to play at that level. And I just naturally started connecting with them. Another part was also just social media in general. I would just start connecting people, just DMing them like, hey, man, like I I see that you're training really hard. We're both in this kind of weird situation. Do you want to kind of connect and maybe do you want to get a training session going on? And then that's basically how I've been connecting and trying to grow myself as a soccer player during this whole quarantine time. That's great. I love that you bring in Kobe going to the basketball ballroom definitely learned a lot about it you know it was kind of sad like when i heard about him passing away but one of the biggest things that i took from his passing is just the impact and the legacy that he left behind saying how he has this really quote that i really like about him becoming the best version of himself and like greatness is about being able to inspire others to do great in whatever they want to do as well and i just saw like from kobe's journey you know of him becoming the best basketball player and after even retiring you know he started getting into different ventures and businesses as well, but still like being able to leave such a big impact in general. And that just kind of hit me, you know, it's like, wow, someone that, you know, just grew up just wanting to play basketball, but just becoming the best version of himself, inspiring others to do really great as well. Like, I think that's like at the end of the day, what greatness truly means to me, right? For me, my brand is about achieving greatness. So being able to even get close to what Kobe's level is, right? And I hope I can do that in a small portion or whatever portion I can do but being able to also inspire others to become the best version of self and inspire others to do that as well. So definitely learn a lot about Kobe and the whole Mamba mentality. So yeah. An exciting time for Lakers fans as they just come off their championship. I was so happy and I was so excited. That's right. You don't have you don't have a basketball team in Hawaii. We don't. Yeah, I'm originally <laughs> from Hawaii. So <laughs> had to find a basketball team out here. So everybody was a Laker fan. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna be a Laker. <laughs> you said a lot of interesting things there. But you decided to create something new amidst the pandemic, right? This is an area that you talk about a high performer mindset or entrepreneur mindset. A lot of people get really thrown off when the injury comes, right? What goes into looking at his injury as an opportunity, looking, you know, buying into that Napoleon Hill mentality. Yeah. Not only that, like to look at injury, but then to look at, I want to inspire others, right? How do you build those qualities in or keep them present and not succumb to the pandemic? 
pandemic, the change, the injury, the frustration. Definitely. I mean, at the end of the day, injuries do suck, but it's also part of like an athlete's journey. Sometimes you, you try to prevent it as much as possible through prehab and rehab, but it always kind of happens. But I recently was talking to my physical therapist and he was saying how I was kind of asking him about his injury journeys, right? Like, how did you end up becoming a physical therapist? And he was talking about his injury. And then the one thing that I got back from that feedback was he said, like, through every injury, you get smarter. And what that means is like, I've learned so much about my body through injury. I think you also have a little bit of a setback where you kind of breathe and you relax and you kind of review and take notes of what's going on. Because maybe during training or when you're in those intense sessions, you're probably like going 100 miles per hour, right? You can't really reflect a lot of times. So through this injury, kind of look back, kind of game plan. Okay, well, I might not be able to, you know, practice a whole lot, but how can I get to that next level? Well, number one is like, okay, I can start networking with people, seeing how they start practicing, how they prevent injuries. What's your practice schedule? Like what time do you wake up? What's your nutrition like, right? There's so much other factors and just being on the field. A lot of times people say like, it's not what you do on the field, but what you do off the field, right? A lot of things that I took note, like, okay, I got to start hydrating more. I got to make my nutrition really nice. So I started learning a lot about nutrition, learning about injury prevention, right? Because if you keep on getting injured over and over again, right, it makes no sense. So learning about resistance training, weight training, how to learn about your body and how to be the best performance out there. So I did get a lot of things out of that. And to be honest, with this injury, with my shoulder injury, it was almost kind of like a blessing in disguise to be honest, because I've just learned so much about my body and then just being able to, you know, to overcome this and keep on pushing through. And I honestly think through this injury and coming back, I think I am a better player than I was before this injury. Is that right? Let's say more about that. How do you get better in a pandemic and through an injury? Do you feel like you're getting smarter? Definitely. I am training a lot more smarter. I've definitely connected to a lot more higher performers that the level that I want to get to. And a lot of times I kind of learned, well, my training schedule regiment wasn't maybe the most ideal for a soccer player like me. And that might have been the reason why I've been getting injured so much. Another thing is like being able to trade smartly, how to recover properly, right? Because you can be training really hard, you know, having those intense sessions. But if you have them all the time, and your body can't doesn't have enough time to recover, then you're naturally just going to get injured eventually, right? So I was focused on, okay, I got to train like four hours a day, like seven days a week. And I just kept on going, kept on going. And like my body wasn't wasn't able to recover. And then I was talking to these professionals and they're like, I don't even do that. Like, what are you doing? Like, you know, like you got to focus on recovery, take tempo days off, you know, but then it's like, okay, like it's not a day off. It's like, you still got to like, you know, get the lactic acid out and kind of recover, hydrate properly. How much sleep are you getting? Right. And I'm like, well, I don't think my sleep is that good right now. So, well, that's the reason why. Right. So it's honestly the fundamentals and the simple things that the professional do that at the high level. And they do that consistently on a daily basis. And that's basically why, you know, they get paid at the highest level. Yeah. So what's your, uh, you know, Mamba story? Who did you run into on a court or a field or training early in the morning that's impacted you or maybe a, you know, relationship that you'd like to kindle towards the future? So who would you like to run into on a field? Who would I want to run into on the field? I guess, honestly, I would have liked to at least like have like a five minute conversation with Kobe Bryant. That's one of my favorite idols. Definitely would have at least want to talk to him learn about his mentality of how he 
he trains and how he performs at that highest level. And you know that there's just the work ethic and his Mamba mentality is something that I always like really look back on. And I kind of wish that, you know, like I could eventually transition that over to my performance in the future. So I uh, definitely do look up to Kobe a lot. Okay. And how about from the realm of soccer? Who do you aspire to when you look at their journey? That's a really hard question. I do listen to a lot of people like I growing up, I really like Cristiano Ronaldo when I first basically got started getting into soccer more probably like I think it was the 08 season when Cristiano Ronaldo was in his last season at Manchester United. I just really liked his play style, but I just really saw his like work ethic and I saw a documentary basically on how he trains and his mentality and stuff. And like, I thought I was working hard, but then when you actually look at how professionals train, it's like basically the life. And I, I still think he does have a lot of talent, but I think what really separates him and becoming a world-class athlete, just having that work ethic of always like training. He was saying how like teammates said like he came to a new club, like, you know, and then he wanted to impress the coaching staff. So he came like three hours before, like two hours before, but then Ronaldo was already there training before that. And then he was already getting sessions. And then during the session, like Ronaldo was outperforming everybody. And then after session, he was still training. And I'm just like, wow. Right. And at the same time, like I also learned from Kobe, he was saying the same thing, how he would train before practice, after practice, and just keep getting better. And, and those small little increments of you practicing every single day, it just stacks up over time. If you just consistently do that, nobody can eventually catch up to you. Right. And then I guess th those are little things, the little things they can do every single day that could separate you becoming uh, greater. That's a key point, you know, in sports psychology about incremental change, incremental improvements, right? right? Growing and atomic habits is based on a similar idea, you know, on mindset, right? Harold Dweck, right? The look Definitely, at yeah. how we approach nice. change. And that is one of the things you're kind of talking about here in a pandemic or when you're in injury, I can only look at, right? How is my relationship, right? With my PT, with my physical therapist, my nutritionist, how's my relationship with my sleep? Not just am I attending it, but am I engaging with the individuals who are now part of my team? That they have a wealth of wisdom. Great book that I read, you know, this year by John Gordon called Training Camp. He's got about a book a year he comes out with. Okay. Also the author of The Garden, right? He talks about a rookie going through training camp and kind of told from a story perspective about his experience with one of the, the trainers or the assistant coaches, you know, who's kind of not the guy who's going to be cutting them or whatever, but is this there to help him like focus on one day at a time, being present for the journey of his life, being present for himself, being focused every day. And let's not forget in there, you know, there's a whole portion of which is still finding joy in what you do, right? Even Definitely. when you're in a recovery, like whether it's catching a game, watching a game with a teammate, reaching out to somebody and listening to their story and finding yeah, inspiration definitely. in it. Yeah, I think during this whole pandemic situation too, it, I kind of reflected back on my life and I was pretty much like flying, you know, 100% trying to like go after my goals. And sometimes you got to have to look back and just kind of enjoy and then be present in the moment. Uh, that's something that I'm trying to work on right now. So, you know, being able to during this quarantine, I'd be able to connect with my family a lot more, you know, through Zoom, just, you know, being able to just reach out maybe like once or twice a day, just, you know, saying hi or give it give a little text or like reconnecting with my high school friends, you know, and that's really important too. I mean, you know, there's a lot of like things we can say, like, you know, that's really negative about this whole situation, but there's so much more positive that came out of this whole situation as well. Totally. So tell everyone a little bit. I hear you have some great stories about your own pursuit of soccer, interesting ways in which you uh, endeared yourself to coaches or found yourself getting a start. How did you uh, continue your soccer? Did you play it in, in high school in Hawaii and then decide yeah. to make the jump over here? Yeah. 
so soccer is just I don't know it's something I think I was kind of looking back because like you know you were kind of saying like you can tell your story and journey about soccer I was kind of reflecting back on like when I first started playing soccer I first started playing soccer like AYSO like most people do but then halfway through like AYSO I ended up having to quit because my parents wanted me to study um, Japanese because both my parents are from Japan and then I'm here I was born in America and they wanted me to at least speak Japanese I could talk to my grandparents so that was basically I had to go to Saturday day school yeah and basically from that my soccer journey was kind of on a standstill when I was young so I was kind of disappointed at that because I really love playing soccer all my friends love playing soccer so basically I just had to go to Japanese school when I was a little kid and then I was just getting frustrated right because all my friends and neighbors are just getting better playing club soccer and keep on advancing so basically I kind of made a deal with my parents saying okay if I can at least graduate my my elementary school for Japanese school on Saturdays you will let me play club soccer and then we kind of made a deal so already I was kind of like that un- I had that underdog mentality because all my friends are getting better and I, I was just like okay I got to finish this up and then once that kind of happened in middle school I started t- uh, taking competitive soccer a little bit more seriously so that's how I kind of first broke into playing competitive soccer and when I went into high school basically I played for a high school called Kalani High School and they're probably ranked number one or always num- like top four in the state all the time so it was a very competitive competitive soccer program at my high school. So my goal was basically to make freshman varsity in my freshman year. So I tried out, I basically sacrificed my whole summer during that 2013 season, training with the team in the off season. And then I get to tryouts. I'm really like super close to the coach. And then I just got, I just get cut. It was really devastating during that time, right? Being 13 years old, probably never faced any kind of adversity ever in my life. And that was the first, like, it was just a like punch in the face to me. And I, I was like, like, what? what am I going to do? Like, it was pretty like soccer is my identity. I was like, what am I going to do with my life? And back then in Hawaii, there wasn't any junior varsity league. So it was only varsity. If you don't make the varsity, basically go play another sport or just be a regular student. So I'm like, I don't know what to do. Right. And I just went home and I, I remember crying to my dad, like I didn't make the team. Like I sacrificed my whole summer and I can't do this. <laughs> and then basically my dad was like, you know, well, you have two options. Basically keep on crying about this and like you know pout about it or you just keep pushing forward figure it out and I'm like what do you mean how do I figure it out right so I just go back to the coach and I'm like hey man like I sacrificed my whole summer like is there any part I could just be part of the team and he's like well we kind of need a team manager and I'm like I don't want to be a team manager so I just go back home to my dad I'm like he's telling me to be a team manager I'm like I don't want to be a team manager he's like well what do you want to do just be a regular student and be part of the team so I'm like okay I guess I'll just be a team manager and and they're like, yeah, so you're going to be a team manager. We're going to start filming games because college coaches want film for the seniors. And I'm like, shoot, okay, well, I got to be the videographer and a team manager. So I start, <laughs> I sacrificed my whole summer to end up becoming a team manager and a videographer during that time. But then you get to see all the footage of practice and everything. Exactly, you get to right? watch so, a ton of soccer. So I started doing that during the preseason. And then throughout that first freshman year, you know, like injuries kind of happen, people kind of lag and they need 
extra players, right? And then they're like, Kota, just hop in and practice now. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I start hopping in and practice. I start doing really good. I, you know, I was basically, you know, I'm a team manager. So I'm pretty much the first one there setting up all the gear and equipment, bringing out the water and then practice with them. And then after I just put everything away and just every day, I kind of basically through that whole process, you know, it's kind of same thing. It was, it was like a blessing in disguise where like I started to develop my work ethic through that, right? Being, you know, wanting to work extra hard more than everybody. So through that, I ended up becoming a practice player and then being able to get on the team. And then through the next season on, basically, I was able to be part of the squad, basically. So, you know, and we ended up winning states freshman year and then sophomore, junior, senior year. We won the division every single year during that. Uh, made it to state finals twice during my high school years. And then basically my senior year, we, we ended up winning the I guess the CIF of Hawaii, basically our division. What was it like to finally make it onto the pit? It was a harder route than most people, but at the same time, like all that work that you put in, it does really pay off. And it's so much more worth it, right? When I when I first scored that first goal, I was so happy and so exciting, you know, just being on the field and doing what you love and just working so hard, right? Like just sometimes I like to say like if something doesn't like if it takes really hard to get when you get it, it's that much more like happiness, like that much more like appeal and admit it's that much more worth it. So I was really happy. It seems like everyone these days is trying new workout systems. Some people go to the gym, others may run, but I've recently discovered a great in-home method that is absolutely amazing. I'm taking in-jitsu classes online where I'm being trained and pushed in real time by top MMA fighters straight from the octagon. Injitsu.com provides real-time classes so you can get a top-notch workout from the comfort of your own home. These classes are absolutely going to sell out. So head over to injitsu.com slash richardlistens to get your first class for free. That's I-N-J-I-T-S-U dot com slash richardlistens. Protecting your child's teeth is important in any sport. That's why Impact Dental Designs has put so much thought into their state-of-the-art mouth guards protecting athletes in youth sports all the way up to advanced MMA fighters and champions. And the best part is you can customize your own design for your own creative and fun mouth guard. So head over to impactdentaldesigns.com slash Richard Listens. And if you purchase now, you get a free customized design and 20% off your order. And that for some athletes is enough right there, that profound joy, that knowledge that you worked hard. But for you, it also gave you a knowledge that you'd be willing to do whatever it took at any level. Definitely. Yeah. And then, yeah, so I think that was basically my high school season. And then during my junior and senior year, I was really looking forward to at least playing competitively and have a chance to play in college. That was always always the goal. So I had to start switching my mentality a little bit more, right? Like, okay, I I can play in Hawaii and I'm competing decently, but like, how am I going to take myself to the next level? Right. So I was playing for a local club around the area, but I knew that wasn't going to take me anywhere. So basically I joined the top club in Hawaii and then we basically traveled all across, like from Hawaii, went to like California and Vegas for these various showcases to play like in front of these college coaches. And then we were doing really well. So I switched club my end of junior year into senior year, playing with the pretty much the top guys in Hawaii. And then 
in the regular season, my senior year, I was a starter. We ended up going 10, 10 and 0. And after that, I was also playing men's league in Hawaii too. So I was getting probably like two to three games a week. And then I was practicing a lot. So I was getting really good, right? And I was talking to college coaches. And then after my senior game, I ended up tearing my MCL. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so like I was on this high and I was like so excited. You know, we did super good. Like we had like the best record ever uh, my senior year. And then I ended up messing up my knee during a uh, men's league game. And I was, I was again, like, it was like back to square zero. I was like devastated. I was like, why? Like, why does it have to happen right now? Right. And like, to be honest, same thing, you know, there's whenever there's an adversity or an obstacle, there's always a blessing in disguise. Like there's always an opportunity. Like one of my mentors always tells me like everything happens for you, not to you. If you kind of look back, right. Cause looking back on your life, right. All those obstacles and those things that might've not been the best thing for you, like injuries or getting cut from the team. Right. It might not, it was like, why did that happen to me? But when you look back, everything you can see and connect all the dots, it makes, it makes sense. But when you're in that moment, it, it's kind of hard to see. But so basically what ended up happening was I tried to recover from that. I didn't end up, yeah, I played in the state tournament, but we ended up, we ended up losing in the semifinals and wasn't able to move through that. So I was basically square one. I was talking to all these college coaches and they didn't want to talk to me because I have a broken knee, right? So I didn't know what to do. I was just basically my senior year scrambling, like talking to coaches like, hey man, like I, I want a scholarship, like help me out. But nobody re responded back to me. And then I was like, okay, what am I supposed to do? And and then my high school coach was like, okay, well, why don't you at least try like the community college route? Because they do a lot of their recruiting during the summer. I'm like, okay, if it's during the summer, then I'll have enough time to recover. And then I could go play for them. Maybe. So that's basically how I ended up getting into SMC, Santa Monica College. So same thing, like without that knee injury, I think I, I would have never been at SMC. So everything kind of connects like, you know, hand in hand. So which is, which is really awesome. And I'm, I'm great to be with a, a great program at Santa Monica College and Santa Monica college in itself was you know a crazy journey as well was it hard for you like to take the community college route like was it hard not to be like back like oh i'm being assigned the manager's role again or i mean honestly at that point like i didn't have any options so i was like i'll take whatever option is possible right i i wish i would have you know played d1 or d2 but at the same time recruiting season was pretty much over they were looking at me during you know how i performed in that that senior season and i was doing really good and after that knee injury basically I thought, you know, well, at least if I can play community college, uh, I could find a decent program and I could compete again at that at level. And then um, I also did have offers to play D2, like in the state and like other places as well. But I didn't really like the program. And like, so I was like, okay, might as well, you know, kind of switch it up. Let's see what program um, is out there. So basically, I just emailed. I just went on a crazy marketing, like just emailed and phone called a bunch of schools. And then a couple came back, but not really. And then one pick school in particular, Santa Monica College, just really interested me because I always wanted to be in the big city, like in LA. And I was like, okay, SMC sounds like really cool. You know, it's right by the beach. It's kind of like, you know, Hawaii vibe a little bit, not too far from home, but you still have that city vibe. So I'm like, okay, let me, let me try to reach out. So reached out to them multiple times, never got back. 
And at the time, I think Tim Pierce was the coach. So I was like looking up his information. I finally found his phone number somewhere on the internet. So I started calling him and eventually got a hold of him. And then, you know, we talked a little bit. I'm like, hey, I really want to be part of this program. Send him all my highlight videos and CV. And then he's like, okay, well, you seem like a great player. Why don't you just come out? I'll give you six weeks to try out with the team. I'm like, okay, give me six weeks. That's all I need. And then so after graduating high school, two weeks out, I just moved out straight to LA. And then I started training with teams. So basically, I ended, that's how I ended up at SMC. And that's how I ended up in LA. And it's been about four years ever since. And now you're still on the soccer journey. I mean, does the road ever get clearer? Or is it like you're setting yourself up for entrepreneurship and still pursuing soccer and just you keep all balls rolling? Definitely. Yes. I thought it was going to be easy. Oh, I get to LA. I'm in this good program and I thought everything was going to be good. But honestly, it actually gets kind of like harder. <laughs> get to SMC. I do the six week tryout. And after six weeks, I actually get cut again. So same thing. I move, I pack all my bags. I leave. I don't have any friends or family out here. And then I move basically just for the soccer program and I get cut and I'm like, oh my God, I'm back to square one. What am I supposed to do? Right. And I thought like I made a bad decision, but then looking back, Tim was saying like, Hey, we need a team manager. We need a videographer. And I'm like, <laughs> I've got skills. <laughs> exactly. So like, I wouldn't have never, the thing is if I didn't get cut my freshman year in high school, I don't think I would have ever played in college. So there's always a blessing in disguise. And no matter what circumstance you have, even if it's an injury, or there's an obstacle, if you can overcome it, and there's a lesson that's that's being learned, there will something eventually like come a day where like that skill or, or value of lesson will you'll be able to use it, right. So then I basically, you know, I get cut. And then basically, I was still talking to the assistant coach, because I was training with them on the side just to get extra practice. And the assistant coach is like, yeah, we need a team manager, go talk to the head coach. And I'm like, I just go talk to head coach. I became a team manager, I took the same route, become the videographer, and then I became the practice player. So I broke, that's how I broke in again, right? So if there's a will, there's always a way, no matter what, that's always tell people like, oh, the people say like, oh my God, why is this happening to me? I'm like, well, instead of saying like, I can't just say like, how can I, like, how can I figure this out? Like if you, if you just like keep on figuring, if you have this burning desire, like Napoleon Hill says, like you will figure it out. Like your brain just goes to work and you just, you know, there's all of a sudden all these opportunities start rolling out and you just figure out and then eventually like an opportunity comes in if you're prepared, like, you know, you'll be able to execute it. So that's how I also ended up getting into the college team. I just worked my way up, same thing, you know, and then that's how my college journey began as well. So <laughs> crazy. It's amazing. And you have such levity about you. I mean, it sounds like this really keeps you on the pulse of what players are going through or how to provide motivation to others as well and their path to greatness because you see the bumps in the road. Definitely, right? I think, what was it saying? It's, it's like obstacles aren't made to go to avoid, but it's to overcome, right? Like, I really like that a lot where it's supposed to always teach you a lesson no matter what. And I, I get it. Like, sometimes it might not be the best thing. Like, it's hard. You might get discouraged, but there's always a lesson to be learned from that. And that, you know, that's, that's just part of the process. People think like majority of the time, the reason why people don't like taking these actions because they just feel like they're going to fail. But failure just part 
part of the process of, of getting to become great and to, and to succeed overall, right? And I've learned like, there's, I think there's a saying how like, try to profit from your failures. And I'm like, wow, that kind of really hits home where like failure just part of, you know, being able to succeed. So if I can fail more and just profit from that, then, you, you know, it's just overall, that's great, you know? And you can definitely learn a lot about that. So, I, you know, even with this shoulder injury, I just had the same mindset, you know, I was saying how like, I posted on my Instagram saying how like, you know, this is probably the biggest setback I had thus far is in terms of an injury. But I know that whenever there's a big setback, there's always a big comeback that's going to come eventually. So honestly, people thought I was scared about getting the surgery, but I was just super excited because I knew something was going to happen. <laughs> so terrific. So now, you know, you expect the setbacks to happen, it sounds like. And now you see them as ways to become even greater. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. You know, every setback, you know, I like to say this where there's setbacks and obstacles, injuries and all this that happens. But I always tell myself like, this is just going to be a bigger, uh, better Disney story. Like everybody loves that underdog story. Everybody loves that that can overcome. Nobody likes that person that's all perfect from the beginning, able to overcome it. So I just tell myself, okay, like what's next? What's next? I'm going to be able to overcome this, you know, throw me whatever it throws my way because I'm going to get better, right? Like you said, it's about becoming the best version of yourself. And that's, that's where you come to wanting to help others become the best version of themselves. So tell us more about the vision for achieve greatness and if you're able to get back out there and keep playing this year. Yeah, definitely. I mean, moving forward, finished up college. I still have college eligibility, but my main goal is to at least uh, get a contract professionally. That's always been a goal of mine to play professionally. And I think, you know, just been working so hard, you know, like being able to tell someone like, hey, I was a team manager, but I'm a professional soccer player. Like, I think that in itself, right? Like I've already like, I coach a lot of kids on the side just because, you know, just to make some money out here in LA. And they tell me like, okay, how do I play college? I'm like, dude, if I can make it as a team manager, like there's no way, like you have to want it. Like I can't want it for you, right? So it's a really, really important point for our listeners that Coda's making right here because I was cut from my baseball team. And I love baseball growing up. Mm -hmm. And I remember, you know, we had a tryout. It was a rainy day. You know, the best player on the team, I think he also played my position, you know, but I didn't have time to strategize or thinking about my approach. And I really wish I had some of the skills you're talking about today, because I mean, for me, I transitioned to basketball, which was at the time going year round, but there would have been something of value, I think, when I talked to my younger self and says, what if I had had that similar message of what could I do to get back here? What could I do to stay around this game? What can I do to show my love and give it a chance to put that fire and that rejection to focus? So I think this is really powerful what you're talking about to not only, you know, use it to fuel you, but also to kind of expect it. You will get rejected in life when you keep putting yourself out there. You will fail as an athlete at the highest level and you will fail repeatedly. You may have to go through seasons of extreme losing or injury. Definitely, so yeah. let's let's not pretend or be shocked when it happens. <laughs> I like this quote. Just recently heard it. It was saying how if you don't fight for what you want, what you don't want will come. So I was like, wow, you know, like if you don't ex expect something, and if you're not at least willing to fight for what you want don't expect it to ever come <laughs> and i'm like okay for me like like there's gonna i'm gonna expect worse days but i do rather have the worst day in my life pursuing my goals and dreams than having the best day of my life being average and ordinary and i was like it's gonna suck sometimes right no matter what but i would rather have that than experiencing something maybe you know mediocrity and just you know just 
kind of going through life here and there. So, you know, it's just up and down. I think that's also what makes life so exciting, right? Going after like, it doesn't have to be just like, for me, it was just soccer. For you, it might have been baseball and basketball. For other, it could be any other, right? Like that's just my platform, right? My sisters are musicians. So they use that as their platform to become, you know, the best version of yourself and basically tell their story and journey. So I just tell like, whatever you do, like find out what makes you happy and just go after like, you know, become the best version of yourself, go after that greatness. And throughout that, something's going to happen. Things are going to happen. You're going to learn a lot and you're just going to become a much better person. And those are skills that are so valuable. And then after that, like, that's why, you know, I heard people saying how like, you know, when they go higher, they love hiring athletes because, you know, they just the relentless work ethic and the skill sets that they have. But people always say like, what if you don't go pro? And I'm like, well, if I don't go pro, I have this, all these valuable skill sets and work ethic and all these like lessons that I've learned that I could transition to another industry. I mean, like soccer is like something that I love, but it's just a platform that I use to become the best version of myself, right? So basically the whole point of achieve greatness is, okay, go after what you really want to do. Listen to these people and how they got their greatness and then just go after it. Whatever that makes you happy, whatever you know, that fulfills you, your passion, wh- whether it be sports, being a musician, right? Go after it. And then, and through that, you can inspire others to do great as well. So that's the big vision in mind that I have. And I hope I can do a little part in being able to help other people with their, with their journey. It's beautiful. And I'm, I'm really grateful for you giving time today and for giving time for local soccer clubs and trying to keep them going and raising money and <laughs> keeping some semblance of a safe practice going on and all the energy you've been given. You clearly, you're someone who, when you give your focus and care to it, you give 100%. It's a true gift. You know, we wish you a lot of success. Man, What wouldn't it be? I can't wait to the treat just to see a soccer game, just to <laughs> just to see people, just to run around and play Definitely. in an organized fashion. Is, it, is this the longest time you've ever gone without playing? Probably, yeah. If, even in the, in the doctors told me not to go to the field. I just couldn't resist myself, right? It's just when you, when they're, when you have a passion that's just boiling so much, like whatever adversity comes, like you just kind of go through it, right? Like I, I told myself, people are like, well, like, I don't know what I'm going to do in my life. I'm like, okay, well, what do you like to do? Right? Because if you do what you really like to do, if there's something like an obstacle or adversity that hits, you just, it shouldn't bother you because it's something that you like so much. So me not being able to play soccer, you know, kind of itched me a lot, but I just figured out other ways, you know, being able to give back and coach kids on the side at the same time, being able to see them, you know, get better. That kind of gave me a lot of joy as well, but also being on social media, helping out, start posting soccer drills for other people, you know, so they can get better as well. So trying to fill that itch and somehow, and but I'm slowly getting back into it, you know, got my first actual like kind of like gym session going. So pretty excited about that, but definitely, you know, excited to get back on the field once this whole situation kind of calms down. Terrific. So please, yeah, I can't wait to be out there and, and, and watch you play. And <laughs> I, I think the message for listeners, the takeaways you've introduced today from the get in the field early, introducing that, that Mamba mentality, hard work to uh, focusing uh, when you do have an injury on your prehab and your rehab, getting down to basics, nutrition, sleep, you know, looking at how you're living your best life. And then, you know, developing some mindset changes like, you know, that obstacles are meant to be overcome. They will come and they're meant to be overcome to welcome them yes. uh, and see them as the, the keys to how you will be successful rather than the obstacles. And lastly, you know, to keep fighting for what you want, even as it shifts and morphs, that 
determined that grit uh, is what separates a lot of individuals from getting to a successful place, even if the destination is different than what we set out. Definitely. Koda Nakayama, I'm grateful for you. Uh, please let everyone know how they can contact you and hear your podcast and stay in touch. Yeah, so I just launched my podcast. It's called Achieve Greatness. You can find it on Instagram, Spotify, and Apple Music because they just approved it. So I'm pretty excited about that. You can also follow me on social media. I'm pretty active on Instagram at Kotsunakayama1. You guys can follow me there. I always post a lot of stuff about content, about, you know, mindset and success for athletes as well as the entrepreneur side as well. Because I do think hand in hand, both are kind of similar. It's just different platforms. So yeah, I'm super excited about all the projects I have in the future and also getting my shoulder back to 100% so I can be back on the field. And thank you so much for letting me be on this show. Yeah, that's terrific. And, that, and you're a great resource for that because even though there are carryovers for athletes, they may not know how to draw upon them that those strengths that they have and then applying them into the transition. So a lot of players would be going in and out of transition right now. We hope things return to normal, but if not, they'll need trusted people like you who've uh, <laughs> been down the road before Definitely. and yeah. uh, good luck getting those hashtags all your own. I think you've earned it. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Feel free to reach out to me. I always love connecting with people. Thanks again, Koda. Take care. Well, you heard it here first. That was Koda Nakayama. You can reach him at Koda Nakayama1 or at The Achieve Greatness or at ag.soccer1. True gift. A lot of terrific topics. Fight for what you want. Obstacles are meant to be overcome and develop that tiger or mama mentality to attack practice and going after what you believe in and what you love with reckless abandon. I'm Richard Oldberger, clinical psychologist here in Los Angeles. Please reach out to me if you or someone you know can use support with a transition care or channeling their inner hero, figuring out how to get more of what they want out of life and check out the podcast at Richard Listens on Instagram or on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music or YouTube, anywhere you can find podcasts. Take care, everyone. I'm Richard Listens and I'm out. I'm a big fan of MMA sports. It's rough and elegant at the same time. I think my number one fear of stepping into a ring like that would be protecting my teeth. Luckily, the guys over at Impact Dental Designs have created an amazing mouth guard that is state of the art. These mouth guards are currently being used by some of the best MMA fighters, but even better, they can be tailored to any sport. Football, hockey, boxing, soccer, the list is endless. Head over to impactdentaldesigns.com slash richardlistens to get 20% off your order and a free customized design for your mouth guard. Lastly, I'd like to proudly mention our sponsor, Injitsu.com, providing remote at-home training from some of the world's top MMA fighters. These classes are not pre-recorded. These trainers come to you live and coach you for the duration of the session. I've personally taken a few of these classes and I've never felt so inspired and accomplished in a workout session. They'll leave you both on the floor in exhaustion and with a drenched shirt. There are still slots available for online classes, so head over to injitsu.com slash richardlistens to get your first class free. That's I-N-J-I-T-S-U dot com slash richardlistens. Take care, everyone.